podcast. Oh, so so lacking energy. <laughs> okay, well, let's do it again. Do it no, again. no, we don't do second takes when yes. there's no technical issues. <laughs> I'm Sasha. I'm Marie. And this is a Smutcast where we read books of no nutritional value mm-hmm. and enjoy the hell out of them. Hopefully, we'll see. I, I, I think so far, I really so like far, it. I like it. So this month, the month of February, the month of amor. <laughs> We are reading The Rake by Mary Jo Putney. Get it on Amazon Kindle for $3.99. It's quite the read uh, so far. We'll see how it goes. Not a, not a lot of tingles in the nethers yet, but... Right. But, I mean, it's setting it up. Fingers it's setting crossed. It up. So, for our first episode on this, we are reading chapters 1 through 7. So, all of chapter 7. And we're going to do our new format where I summarize real quick... And then we talk about the nitty gritty. But first, we, we got to do. Uh, yeah, we, casting couches. Casting couches time because these are all new characters. So we're going to start it off with Reginald Davenport, who is our titular character. Titular? Mm, the rake. The rake. Titular. Titular uh, character, the rake. If you don't know what a rake is, get a dictionary. It's like, I guess I, I like the definition as like an 18th century fuckboy. Yeah, basically that's what they are. And that's when fuckboying was hard. Yeah? Oh, well, I guess... Was it? Yeah. Was it? I guess you because didn't have to, like, worry about, like, more, maybe more of, like, oh, what is this going to do to my family reputation? That and, like, condoms weren't a big thing then? I think... That, I want to say condoms of... Marie, well, yeah, they probably didn't syphilis. use them. They've been a thing. Marie, They've been syphilis a thing. was huge I'm then. just saying that they were a thing. Whether they <laughs> used them or not is inconsequential. I'm just well, saying it's hard to be a fuckboy when no one wants to talk about fucking. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> just it's a hard for I'm not saying he's like had the toughest life in the world, but yeah. just well, I mean, I guess life does get pretty tough when I, I've been reading about well, like a book that I read recently is The Royal Art of Poison, uh-huh. which I definitely recommend. It's pretty good. But they they also they talk about how they used mercury to treat syphilis. Like, yeah, not yeah. <laughs> It was a fun time. And that's why being a fuckboy in that time could have been a little hard. A little riskier. riskier. And plus, you have people challenging you to duels all the fucking time. Like, I don't got the time. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, Reginald Davenport is our our titular character. And the rake. So who are you casting for him? Because I I got nobody. Okay. So I feel like he's a little bit old for the part, but maybe if we Well, he's old in the book right well no, no no okay so like even even for like his age so i think like they in the book they put him at about 40 40 um, dark hair darker complexion even though he is a white guy in and england so i'm in wondering england. It was like, it's england so how dark can he be he's like your coloring that's dark for yeah, england maybe but <laughs> i picture like maybe like because i think he's like closer to 50 or he's in his 50s now but i picture like a jason isaacs Ooh, for because also like the thing is it's like he's not like heartthrobby gorgeous male model yeah. gorgeous but he's like very masculine and there's like that kind of magnetism to him, animal so. magnetism he's also uh-huh. supposed to be really hella tall too and like thin lanky but built like lanky but right muscular like he, he a muscular lank yeah you know who just popped in my head right now for reginald because mm. he's hot right now everybody loves him Pedro Pascal from The Mandalorian. Ooh, he'd be good. He'd be yeah. good. Like, just pop some blue contacts yeah. on him. Yeah, done. 
You are. I was kind of thinking Pedro Pascal also. Yeah. Okay, and then we have his cousin, the Earl of Wargrave, who I couldn't because it. Yeah, I couldn't really picture anybody. Just someone young and cute. Yeah, like he's yeah he's definitely like I think they say he's like eight mm-hmm. years younger, but he has his like poop in a group, mm. so that's why he's uh, kind unlike of his, the, his cousin, right? Because I think well we'll get into it, but like there's some familial shit where like yeah. even though like Reginald could technically be the one overseeing all this, it's his younger cousin Richard, and then we have Alice Weston who Who's... spells Alice fucking weird it's with a y l a l y s which ugh, well, yeah. uh at least we're we're assuming that's how she pronounces the name well yeah because i think that at one point in the book they're like oh yeah they're, they're probably gonna say like it's alice a l i c e yeah but you know if, oh if we spelled it that way they would somehow mispronounce i don't know yeah weird. so I, I i very much believe that it's pronounced alice who who are you thinking I don't really have anybody in mind. Who are you going for? She's she's described as tall. Uh-huh. She has dimples. She has that. Th- well, I mean, I don't think there are any actresses out there like this, but she has that thing where like her eyes are two different colors. Like, oh, one yeah. Eye is green, one eye is brown. But it's like one eye's green and no, one eye's like hazel and the other eye's brown. So it's like not as. It's not super obvious. Yeah. Like it is with. I know somebody who has a dog that has that eye pigmentation thing. Shit. Okay, because I'm thinking of the main actress from uh, what's that? okay. Is it Highlander or is it the Highlander? Like that TV show, Outlander. Outlander. Yes. <laughs> God, I was like because Sean Connery. <laughs> Let me pull up. Her. If you don't know it, Sean Connery plays all the roles in Highlander, even yes. the love interest. <laughs> oh shit! There's no way I'm gonna pr- be able to pronounce this. Catriona Belf? Her. Well, yeah. well, do you guys know who we're talking about? From Google Outlander. it. But, I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Do we want to cast the others or you think we're good? I think Julian's going to come up later. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. So Julian yeah. Markham is like Reggie's like 10 years younger drinking, drinking. buddy. I think he's like more like 20 years younger, to be oh, honest. Really? Like he's just coming out in the town and yeah. in the world. And I, yeah, I agree. I think I have, I will get to that with the predictions. Uh-huh. I, yeah. I don't think like his valet Butler yeah. guy, Matt Cooper, he, I don't, I wouldn't say he's worth casting. Well, and then there's like, but Mary- yet I would cast him as that one guy, tough guy played the coach and she's the man. He's a soccer player. He was a former uh, soccer player or soccer coach. You know who I'm talking about. And she's the man? Yeah. Are you talking about Vinnie Jones? Yeah. <laughs> no. Just because he has a Cockney accent. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> yes. Sure, I'll allow it. We'll see that's good. And then for like, well, I, th- I think it's worth it to cast... Alice's ward? Her ward, and I think she's Mary. Mm-hmm. But I... I'm wondering if she's too old. Queen's Gambit. Oh, I haven't seen Queen's Gambit. Is it good? I really, really like I it. I said Gambit really weird, but whatever. Um, I was thinking another Netflix and from our last month's episode, because that's how I am uncreative. Uh, Marina think, Sabrina from the Teenage oh, Angel of um, Sabrina. No, it's like Marishka. Yeah, I'm sorry I butchered your name. You seem really nice. I just... Wait, what is it? There's a lot of useless stuff it's floating in my head. Oh, Kiernan Shipka. I don't know. Yeah, Kiernan Shipka. Marishka. 
Yeah, I could say Kieran and Shipka, and maybe she would be, and I was going to say, like, Queen's Gambit, Anya Taylor-Joy. She might be technically a little too old. No, she's, like, 24. What the hell? But I'm We're like, technically a little too old. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. But I feel like... I yeah, like Kieran and Shipka. Shipka. Yeah. I think she would work. Okay, so let's jump off the casting couch. Um, and let's get into my quick summary, I suppose. All right. I don't know why I'm taking such a big breath. Here uh, we go. Here we go. <laughs> Let's start the rake. Building anticipation. Uh-huh. So we start with the rake meeting his uh, cousin. What was his cousin's name again? Richard. Richard. In Richard's office, which used to be the rake or Reginald's uncle's office, because Reginald's uncle was the lore, the Earl of... I think it was Warwick. I closed my Warwick. laptop. Yeah. Are the little few notes that we was the Earl. <laughs> and so all his life, Reggie was supposed to be the one to inherit the earldom. But then suddenly a couple years ago, when the Earl died, his cousin just popped up and was like, yeah, I am his grandson. Gimme, but not really gimme. Yeah. He seems like the new Earl seems like a pretty nice dude. Mm-hmm. Fairly legit. He has a new wife. The new wife is pregnant. So the new Earl is like, hey, listen, Reggie, here's the deal. I could keep giving you an allowance. And Reggie's like, yeah. <laughs> or well, I think it was like, or I could cut you off, and then Reggie's just like, like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if you did that because I was actually kind of expecting. That's that. how chill of a dude the new Earl is. He continued the allowance that the old Earl was giving Reggie as his heir, and so Reggie's like, yeah, I, I, that's why I thought you called me here was to cut me off. And the, the new Earl's like, no, you know what I'm going to do? I'm giving you one of my properties because. One, it rightfully should have been yours. It was your mother's family's property. So I'm giving it to you. And it's, what is it? Charlotte Somerset. I think, yeah, it's like some, something like that. I, ugh, the lack of notes. Uh-huh. So but I feel like it's like somewhere in the south of England. Somewhere in the south of England. And near, it's where Reggie grew up. Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Reggie grew up on this farm. And so he's like, oh, Okay. Th- thank you. Right. And I think he was like, yeah, like you can uh, you can like hang out in London and just collect rent uh, on it, or you can you just like it, go but- there and be part of it. You can sell, it. you can do whatever you want, but this is all I'm giving you. I'll pay off all your debts and give you this property. And he's like, lucky you. I've been doing really good on gambling lately, <laughs> so I have no debts. But okay, thank you for the property. Then we meet the wife, the new Earl's wife. The Lady Earl? Earlis? Yeah, I don't know what you call a, a lady a wife, Earl. A wife to an Earl, I guess just a lady. lady. Yeah, so the Lady of the Manor comes in to thank Reggie properly for the music score that she was given. Mozart original music score given to her by Reggie as her wedding gift. So she comes in to thank him personally, which is nice. And Reggie's just like, oh my god, they're so cute together. <laughs> I want a wife to look at me like that. And then part of him is like, you're a fucking rake. Just calm down. Just go bang a wench. Mm-hmm. Wench and winching comes up a lot in this book, by yeah. the way. <laughs> so Reggie is like, cool. That's all you wanted to say. I'm outie, bro. Pew, 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 pew. And 
the Earl's like, oh, by the way, the steward's doing really good work there. It's A.E. Weston. So, you know, if you do go there, you can stop by and say hello. I've never met him before because he had he was an illness called him away when I tried to meet him. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Reggie is like ill gross people being nice to me i don't like this i don't like this any of this strange feeling. this I is a strange feeling you know what i'm gonna do drink that feeling away goes on a bender wakes up the next day at least he's in his bedroom he thinks he's super hungover and it's it's his breaking point he just looks in the mirror and says no more i don't want to be this person anymore mm-hmm. and he doesn't we've all had that type of hangover just I'm never going to drink again. And he means it, apparently, yeah. because he decides he's going to go to his new property right away. Well, yeah, like not the not drinking thing. Uh-huh. Cause he definitely still drinks. But like he I think he decides he's done with the life rakish life. Yeah. The, t- yeah. the ton. He's got to get out. Yeah. So he goes to Dorchester, I believe is where it is, where it to is. his estate and he wants to meet the new the steward that's been watching over his family property meanwhile while he's getting drunk in london we get to meet the steward of the property who is mike drop a woman so her name they call her lady alice she's not really a lady Put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. And so we first get introduced to her as she wakes up from a nightmare. And the nightmare is about her eavesdropping outside of a study in her old parents' home about her fiancé saying he only wants to marry her for her money. Which, I mean, I guess, okay, we could go back to the pin. I think she, like, I I would say, like, it's not confirmed 100%, but I think it's, like, very much alluded to that she actually did have a title. She had wealth. Yeah. But, like, she was in this situation where she just, like, walked away from all of it. Because she didn't want to be wanted just for her wealth. She wanted to be wanted for other things. Right, right. I think, like, maybe to an extent, like, she was, like, kind of heartbroken about this. Yeah. And, okay, like, this is, like, one of those things where I almost feel like it's a a 90s teenage rom-com. Uh-huh. Where she's, like... Oh, I'm hideous. She's like 5'9". She has this like luscious head of chestnut hair. Yeah. Which she's like, oh, it's just brown. It's, it's just, just brown. brown. But it's, it's like, just... it ha- sure, it has like these like highlights and lowlights. It's and, like, like, it's like poop color. It's like poop. <laughs> it's like poop. <laughs> but it's basically poop. We all secretly know it's gorgeous. Yeah. She's, and like, yeah. she has, you know, the different eye colors, mm. but you know, so, oh, and, and I think that always alludes to like how she has this amazing figure. Yeah. And she has dimples and she's just like, oh my God, they're disgusting. I These dimples were meant for so much more, someone much more beautiful than I or something. But yeah. really, I feel like it's like, this is the, the equivalent of like, yeah, take down her hair and take off her glasses and like, oh, see, she's, she's beautiful. <laughs> so that, yeah, that's my impression that i get that's the impression of lady alice so she wakes up from this nightmare slash just not really a nightmare it's just a rehashing of something Mm -hmm. that happened in her life and what does she see she sees her big ass cat and of course she has a cat because she is a spinster (laughs) sorry it's what they call him and her ward mary Mm -hmm. and meredith but they call her mary for short and it's planting season, so she has to get up early to go plant, and that's why Mary was there to wake her up. So she's like, cool, chill. She puts on pants, and that's when we learn she's a different kind of lady, Marie. Mm-hmm. She wears pants. 
which is a really big fucking deal for this time period. Don't get me wrong. It's a big deal. But it also shows off her figure, which makes me wonder, why don't you just get bigger pants? Uh, (laughs) So that kind of goes with that. Then finally, Reginald comes down to the estate and he wants to meet the steward. So he catches her off guard and just shows up in her office and like, soap. This is my place. I live uh, yeah. here now. And he is surprised by the fact that she's a woman. She's wearing her pant outfit and he's just drinking her in. Because you know what? Reggie's tall. He's and a leg you know, man. Yeah, he's a leg man and she has legs for days. Mm-hmm. Not only does she have legs for days, <laughs> she's just fit. She's good looking. Mm-hmm. He's checking her out and when he turns, he turns around and he sees her face, he's like, nice. Uh and when she sees him she's like oh he's taller than me nice (laughs) yeah she's like oh like i'm used to be like being able to like look down on men yeah i don't like this but also i I like this yeah it's like a probably a weird like confusion of feeling yeah and she's getting this like animal magnetism that he has just like the sex appeal and so he's like, dude, you're a woman. And she's like, yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. Thank you for reminding me. And he's like, okay, whatever. You're going to show me the properties tomorrow and I'm taking these books to study. So he's very stand. He's very like abrupt and standoffish. And she thinks that he's not cool with her being a chick, even though mm-hmm. he's like, for now, I guess it's fine. So then we go fade to fade tonight. The night that he arrives, he's bored out of his mind and ends up drinking a decanter of brandy by himself because yeah. he literally does not know what to do with himself when it's just him. But I think he's also he goes over like the books. Yeah. For the place. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like the, obviously, she's, she's killing it. Like the other guy, the steward before uh, her, he was clearly embezzling. So when she came in, of course, like there was a profit right away because she wasn't in best she's made all these capital improvements to the farm he is honestly impressed he does have a couple of questions for a couple of things Mm -hmm. but other than that he's like damn this girl's good meanwhile at rose hall which is where the steward lives alice is getting like grilled from the kids from mary her ward and the other two kids that she has Mm -hmm. that are also her ward she was like their governess governess but then, like, somehow, like, their, like, their aunt who they were with, like, she, like, wrangled the steward job for, for Alice. Alice. But then also it was like, hey, like, I'll do this. But, like, I, I guess she must have known she was dying. Yeah. So but she said, like, you have to take, take on my kids. Take on my kids who aren't really my kids. But whatever. She loved them. She loved them. I don't but. know if that will even matter. Yeah. Their parentage, their lineage, if you will. So they're all grilling her about, oh, who's this Reginald guy? We hear he's a rake. And, you know, Mary's horny as hell. And she's like, I hear he's a rake. (laughs) Yes. I want to practice at my flirting skills. Uh, And what? uh, I have thoughts about that. Uh Uh, And so that happens. Next day comes. They start touring the facility. He asks questions. They find out more about each other. She kind of starting to like him. He's kind of starting to like her. There's a little chemistry. Right. They he loves the he really appreciates the improvement she's made to the farm. Mm-hmm. He does think she's a little socialist. <laughs> right. He's like, oh, you're a reformist. Uh huh. Because she something. she got school going at the in the right. little like county. They, they have to go until they're yeah. twelve. And so 
after the first like part of the day they decide to break for lunch they break for lunch they talk about more of the stuff that's going on the changes she's made the subject of smallpox inoculations comes up which i think i would like to talk about that later very topical and and she he was like hey did you make them all get smallpox inoculations and she's like I tried. I really tried. And then he's like, well, fuck that. They're going to have to if they want to live here, bitch. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of shows where he is on the reform level as well. Because during this whole time, she was thinking he's going to hate everything and want everything to go back to the old ways. Mm -hmm. But she slowly learns through this day and these chapters that, oh, my gosh, he knows a lot about agriculture. For being a fuck boy, this (laughs) fuck boy knows things. Mm -hmm. So she was really surprised by that. They go back to the steward's office and that little scamp Mary. She's like, oh, whoops. I did not know no, you that would. you had someone here. <laughs> oh, my. And so she runs into him, she them, and she gives him a little flirty hey, flirt. Hey, you should come to dinner. Yeah. So he does go to dinner. He, t- he accepts the invitation, but he's like, oh, dude, Alice, if you don't want me to come to dinner, I don't have to come to dinner. And she's like, nah, they're going to make me invite you eventually. So we might as well get it out of the way. So he goes to dinner. First, Alice and Mary have a conversation where Alice is like, don't do that again, bitch. <laughs> You're young and impressionable. He's old enough to be your fucking dad. So well, and then and then Mary's like, "Don't worry, Alice. He's old enough to be my fucking dad, and he's ugly." And Alice is like, "What? How dare? How you? dare you say my man is ugly? He has animal magnetism <laughs> that you clearly can't appreciate. Uh-huh. You, he's a fine wine, and you like Franzia. <laughs> you, you drink fucking Smirnoff." <laughs> yellow tail he he is a bordeaux (laughs) Uh, all in her head that's all in her head but she's a little caught off guard by the fact that mary doesn't think he's attractive like i'm just like practicing my flirting flirting, yeah so he shows up they have a little like cute banter witty banter moment right well and i think oh are you gonna go into like what he thinks of mary worth talking about what does he think of- because i think he's like yeah like you should like keep an eye on her like, yeah like she's a like, little aware. too flirty you right? gotta like i think alice kind of tries to be like yeah like fucking leave mary alone he's like oh yeah like i had no intentions like i find virgins yeah. boring but you should keep an eye on her and yeah you should kinda, reel that one in and i think okay well i mean this will like go into predictions later but you <laughs> know like they kind of talk about how like mary she does she doesn't really come from a good family or like a noble family her her dad was just a merchant so they're wealthy she has money oh Oh, okay and they also own the pottery farm the pottery barn (laughs) the farm where you pottery pottery. factory Um, yeah but yeah i think like you know there was kind of like i think alice is like yeah i know i need to get her married off right like sooner rather than later but the prospects here aren't so great and like even in london like she'd probably make a killing but she doesn't have like the title Mm. really to like bring in a good match so they have a nice lovely family dinner together the kids ask him a shit ton of questions mary's over there batting her eyelashes practicing or flirting Mm -hmm. and it's time for after dinner look at the girl play piano time that so often occurred in those time periods Mm -hmm. and so she's playing the piano and then suddenly the fucking parishioner comes in that i forgot to note i forgot to note him in the casting list i I don't know what his name was he's a douche dunus 
Junis is his name. Oh, right. Yeah. They're just kind of weird. Yeah. See, and I just picture um, the guy from Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, that plays um, the preacher in that. Yeah. Plays Cousin Cousin Collins. Yeah. Yeah. This douche. And it's like, okay. Okay. Let you (laughs) are in somebody's house. Meeting a guest for the first time. This somebody in inter- per- their guest. In their guest. Alice introduces da- Mr. Davenport, the owner of everything you see, like mm-hmm. Lion King style. Everything right. the light touches is this man's property. The parish that you preach from. Right. Like that church that. <laughs> belongs to him. And he, she goes, hey, parishioner. I mean, hey, priest, this is... Reginald Davenport, he owns everything. And the priest is a douche to him. Oh, you're fucking rake. Yeah, you're a fucking rake. Get out of here. Leave this place. Go away. And Alice is like, dude, he owns this place. Like But I like she like shoes out the children. So like one child had already gone to bed, but she like shoes out the other ones, but she's like sticks around because she's like, I want to see how this plays out. She does the best thing. She's like Okay, kids, you got to leave because they're saying some bad things because the, the priest comes in hot and it's like, you're a wench womanizing monster. You're a fuck boy. I hate you. You're going to like take all the girls from here and put them in your brothel. Right. You're and Alice is them. just like, calm. Get your panties out of a bunch, sir. And <laughs> Kids leave. Here's some liquor, because that can only make this situation better. And I'm going to stand over here and watch you guys fight. Go. (laughs) And so they're arguing. We find out that Reginald's been in several duels and has killed at least four men. And that he is a silent partner in a brothel, not the full owner. And the priest is pissed. And Reginald and the priest is like, you're a cheat and you're a liar. And those are two things... That Reggie does not like hearing about himself because he is yeah. not those things. So he like, like of all the things I am, I'm definitely not a cheat or a So liar. he like chokes the priest uh-huh. and the priest says sorry. He lets go of the priest and Reggie bounces. And then Reginald and then we get the priest and Alice talking. And it turns out that the priest kind of wants to take Alice as his wife, but more of a like you'd be a good wife situation not right, like i want he's you like, he's eyeing mary all the time yeah. in kind of a creepy way and so then the priest leaves and then alice goes to bed but she's got some sexy thoughts about reggie it's like she doesn't do anything about it oh. like ow. Oh. so That's there's there's like no sex in the first half <laughs> yeah is what we're trying to say uh-huh so what do you think what do you think of what happened Okay, so I mean, I think we see, like, it, this book may be kind of predictable. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like, you know, it's going to play out with, like, you know, this chemistry. They're getting hotter and hotter together, mm. maybe doing stuff and things, Alice and Reggie. But I don't know, like, because I feel like there's always a time where there's, like, a conflict that kind of yes. like where they go their separate ways and then they end up back together anyway. So I, I'm wondering where the conflict is going to come in. Maybe it's going to be Mary. Maybe it's going to be like somebody it's discovering prob- Alice is yeah. a woman steward. But I think they're going to get it on. They better get it on. I'm going to be so sad. If I'm going to be so sad if we don't get any sex. Like I appreciate, I appreciate some sensual hand touching, mm-hmm. some sensual Ooh, hand grazing. Yeah. No, going back to Pride and Prejudice. Prejudice. Yeah, yeah. The, whole, the, hand, the hand thing. Yeah, and I, like. Well, what I don't get why it wasn't sensual. So at one point, 
Ooh, Reggie yeah. helps her mount the horse. Yeah. And I'm like, how is that not sensual? Her crotch is right in your face. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Come well, on. Lots of skirts and stuff in the way. I know there's a lot of skirts, there but were, they, yeah, they, Marie, they go in commando under there in those times. No, no, no. I thought they had like bloomers or Yeah, breaches. still crotchless. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, come that's on. for convenience sake. It's not like a sexy thing. Oh, my other <laughs> prediction, I guess maybe this, this is going like way. I'm thinking mm. of the long game. I do think that Reggie's friend, I've already forgotten his name, but the younger drinking buddy. Julian. Oh, he's totally going to come to visit. Oh, yeah, no. And they're going to hook him up with With Mary. Mary. And then that's going to be like a happily ever after there. So like when I was reading this, I don't know if you got the same vibe. When I was reading it, I was like, oh, my God, is Reggie the one who like turned her away and just wanted her money? Like in my mind, that's what Reggie was like. They have to have known each other, right? No, I don't think so. But he's been a rake in London for the past 20 years. You know, like she knew the guy's name, though. I know. she. No, no. I mean, setting that aside, like I know that it isn't the guy, but he has to have known about her old life. Like he's mm-hmm. been corrupting girls and women coming out on the town, as yeah. they say. Which I hate. It was like, it's town. Yeah, like stop saying it that way. They do it in Bridgerton too. Yeah. I'm just like, please stop. Yeah, but he's been corrupting women for that long. They uh-huh. run in the same circles. London in that high society mm-hmm. sense is a very small world. He has to know who Lady Alice is or I don't know. Cuz I mean like maybe it was like him being like such a rake like he didn't even really like dabble with like the ladies coming out into society or i wonder if it was the kind of thing maybe she never even had like a coming out maybe it was like it was already a pre-arranged thing, thing. no i feel I like she, he she must have come out i don't know what else did i want to talk about oh yeah vaccines i'm for them yeah. <laughs> i'm glad reggie is is that okay like well like i remember you saying the other day it was like yeah like Alice is like doing something and I really like it. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, like oh, I just okay. like that Alice is such a reformer. She has uh-huh. great ideas. She's pro-vax. Yeah, and I also like that they do make Reggie know a little bit about agriculture. Like mm-hmm. he's not just a fuck boy. He has a brain too. Well, and I think that's the thing is like he like because i think he became an orphan when he was eight and that's Mm -hmm. when he like went to live with his uncle and i think he was like under the impression like he was going to take over that estate at some point and then at some point his uncle was like no you're not getting shit well and partially i think that for reggie his rakish behavior is all to spite his uncle Mm -hmm. like to make his uncle look bad so i guess once your uncle's dead you have no reason to be a rake anymore. Mm-hmm. You can just kind of be like, okay, I'm just going to be normal now. I guess I'm, I guess I might as well settle down. Uh-huh. Like I just imagine like he's, he's like banging a wench in an alleyway. And then suddenly he senses a shift in the force of his uncle dying. And he's just like, Oh, I'm done here. <laughs> Puts his penis away, shakes the woman's hand and leaves. Ma'am. Ma'am like but you didn't finish yeah but my uncle just died i I sensed it i no longer have a reason to rebel i have no yeah i'm just gonna not drink anymore and not gamble anymore (laughs) 
Or maybe it was just like that whole like knowing like, oh, I'm actually inheriting what was supposed to be mine all along. Yeah. Because I think, yeah, it was like even at because I think the uncle had been dead for a couple years. Yeah. At this point. And so it was was more like an insult to his memory, maybe because he was like, fuck it. I'm not getting anything. uh I have nothing to lose. But I mean, at the same time, man, if I was, I would be so scared if I was him. If I got an allowance from my uncle and that uncle died and I thought I was going to inherit everything, but I didn't. And traditionally, people don't normally continue to give rakes allowances if they don't Mm. have to. I would be so afraid I'd get cut off like at any minute. Yeah. And then what? Drink myself in a stupor? And that's one of the other reasons he decided to stop drinking is he was blacking out too much and he didn't like that. Well, not again, not stop drinking because it always (laughs) leads to like he drinks a lot. Like I think Uh at one point he and Allison, you know, they're at a tavern having lunch. She's like, yeah, I'm like four like pints of ale behind him i'm not gonna i'm not dumb i'm not dumb i'm not gonna catch up so like but i mean at least yeah like not to the point of like blacking out like he was okay so main predictions we're going to go with julian's coming to town gonna hook up with mary uh-huh. some sort of conflict's gonna happen Ooh, or maybe yeah like with the well is he pottery oh yeah with vicar? the with the vicar? vicar with the vicar uh, yeah i think Church he's of england i don't he's, know what their deal is i he's biting the fucking hand that feeds him and he yeah. needs to stop he can't come in hot like that like i don't care if it's donald fucking trump if you enter a room and you're just getting introduced to somebody mm-hmm. don't although now yeah. that i think about it i guess i would be like fuck you motherfucker if it was donald trump that i was introduced yeah. to so I guess I get where the vicar was but coming I think, from. I don't know if he's really going to be like a huge source of conflict mm-hmm. just because even Alice herself like seems a little ooked out by him. Yeah, like, he's a little, a little gross. Like she knows yeah. She's like, yeah, I can feel like he has this intention of wanting to maybe marry me. Yeah. And she also has this that. thing where like he doesn't know my true self. And I'm like, well, are you killing fucking puppies in the corner? Like, what do you mean your <laughs> true self? Well, I, oh, no, I think it's like her, her secretly like sensual sex, sen- self. Sensual. Yeah. As the, as British people would say, sensual. Sensual, but like I don't think she even knows her damn sensual no. self. Like, <laughs> <laughs> come on, she's she. Well, yeah, there's, there's cobwebs, be, Marie. There's, there are cobwebs down there. Can there be cobwebs if it's never been explored ever? <laughs> yes, sealed yeah, shut. Guess. Yeah, you don't know this, guys, but it it seals itself shut after a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just. Mine has its own boulder. <laughs> you have to say the password. Like Indiana Jones. Uh-huh. There's like, a, yeah, the weighted thing where it has to be like, wait, counterweight. So, yeah, I, I think I see the priest causing some trouble, but I don't know if anybody will take it yeah, seriously. So I don't, yeah, I don't know if he'll be like the main source. But of I, conflict. you know, I see it coming. I think you see it coming. The main end of this story is going to end in a marriage between the rake. Yeah. They're, gonna, they're for sure going to bone. Yeah. I do feel like maybe something's going to happen with her family where it sends her back to becoming, Ooh, uh-huh. taking her title. Yeah. Maybe something along those lines. Yeah. For sure. Or we find out that like her, she has a sister and her sister's actually like the Earl of Wargrave's wife mm-hmm. and everybody is like happily connected and they're all happily ever after. Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like it's going to end nicely. Yes. So our next chapter section, we're going to read chapters eight through 
14. All through 14. And then we shall discuss. And I will take better notes instead of napping this time. Ho oh. ho. So as it stands now, Marie. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my house. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>